This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is present enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts, I'm Bridger Weiniger. This is the beginning of the podcast, and I've thought of absolutely nothing to talk to you about. I I had a very empty day, the big event was maybe too much clicking in a Zoom meeting I was on, and so I've been kind of trying to release the anxiety from that. If you're traveling through Highland Park at 5 p.m. on January 19th, the road is closed, uh, York Boulevard for a stretch, and so keep that in mind. Um, those are, That's essentially all I have to report to you. So we're going to now just turn our attention to the podcast. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk to a guest who I find extremely funny and I just adore. It's Beth Stelling. Beth, welcome to I Said No Gifts. So happy to be here. I'm wearing no jewelry and I never will again. There's no clinking on my end over here. <laughs> Wait, did you just have to take off a necklace? Well, actually, no. I do have a necklace on, but it won't be clinking. You were wearing a bunch of chunky jewelry. I took to... off all my chunky jewelry from the 1990s, <laughs> and I put it right in my top drawer next to my Tiffany necklace. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> do you remember those? Of course, I, we never got those, because we got fake ones. What were the Tiffany necklaces? Okay, so in the 90s, there was these very popular Tiffany's they were silver and, you know, the rich girls had them and it looks like a chunky chain link and it goes on by, um, I don't know what this particular latch is called, but it's the kind that's like, um, a T and it flattens. So when you put it through the hole, once you then make it perpendicular to the hole, then it, that's how it latches. A T turned into a line goes through the hole, then tee it up again. And then, anyway, that's what people wore in the front. Wait, they wore the the clasp in the front? Yeah, a a lot of stuff didn't make sense. Like the Uggs got popular, and I thought those were just the ugliest things on the planet. I mean, it's (laughs) in the name. I was just, a lot of things were going on. And what was it, I guess, the 90s, late 90s? It was a decadent decade. People yeah. were doing things that just made no sense. And it's, I mean, it's unfortunately coming roaring back and all of these things are just going to yeah. feel like you've put them in the past and then suddenly everyone's listening to Corn again. <laughs> that kind of thing. It's just <laughs> devastating to Did you ever about. listen to Corn? No. No, me neither. It always seems so scary to me. <laughs> it always seems so bad to me. I just was like, that's not for me. Anything goth was like too scary. I'm such a scaredy cat. <laughs> What kind of person were you during that period? Were you preppy-ish? Um, definitely, good... I would say on the preppier side, but cheap prep. You know, like I'm in a right. wet seal. I'm not in a. I'm not in an Abercrombie. Too rich right. for our tastes. <laughs> and my Tiffany's necklace was from Things Remembered, which is also. <laughs> <laughs> I love Things Remembered. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom did her best. I think she was looking for the knockoff. We did, however, have real Lands End coats. Oh, that's fancy. Yeah, the kind that were 
I don't know, probably like Polar Tech it's called or something on the outside and the fleece on the inside, a different color. Zip up the front. Those are definitely coming back. I feel like I've seen a bunch of people wearing a very similar thing to what you've been describing. Yeah, again, the rich kids wore Patagonia Mm -hmm. and we were over here. I was calling up that Land's End number on the land line and putting in my order number or item number, you know, very carefully saying it to the person on the phone. Do not mess this up for me. I need red on the outside (laughs) and navy on the inside. Oh, and then they also did backpacks, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Those we got. Those we were allowed to get. I'm thinking Jansport. Oh, okay. I was a Jansport wearer. I think it was a Lands End backpack that you got your initials monogrammed. And it's just my own initials never really resonated with me. Right. You know, some people who are like Jem or Jam or, well, Jeb. Jeb was my first love. And that was his initials. Jeb Bush. James Evan Burris. And everybody called him Jeb. Anyway, mine are Ed's. Elizabeth Duval Stelling. Okay. I've got an E. Yeah, what are you? B-E-W. Bridger Eric Weiniger. You or just Bew, which is a good one. That would be a good one. I don't know. I feel like that combination of letters doesn't really strike me as something interesting. It's kind of like a a balloon deflating or something. Bew. Bew. I love it. If I saw you walking down the hall and I saw Bew, I'd be like, I'm so jealous. I'm Ed's. (laughs) Not great. It's not great. But not horrible. I mean, I think you've probably just put too much thought into it. I think you're right. And I haven't stopped thinking about it clearly. For 20 yeah, years. We would just go to the uh, factory outlet <laughs> and I would get my Jansport backpack yes. and then have it for four years until it had a hole in it. And then it was time mm-hmm. for a new backpack. Yeah. Four years is good. Especially when you start getting up there and the books are heavier. Right. And I'll stand by a Jansport. I think it's a classic backpack. And I love, the, I love that name. To this day. Yeah. Uh, what overtook Herschel to overtook? Herschel. Oh, yeah. The Of course. Very stylish. Yeah. They got uh, into the market. I was given one of those for as a gift a few years ago for a job. And I will just I feel like it, it was, you know, it's not the sort of backpack I would buy with my my own money. I'm not paying more than $15 for a backpack. Uh, so I'll hold on to this well into it. Not looking cool. Yeah. Uh, you better believe it was difficult for me not to give you like wrap gifts and um screener gifts <laughs> like i wanted Screeners. to like take all the screener gifts that i wasn't using and be like this is this is Bridger's <laughs> gift screeners for me are now just bordering on harassment i'll get like a screener for an amazon movie and it's just insulting <laughs> i know i'm like i feel like you guys are it's it's har- harassing mother nature and right. the environment how could you possibly be sending people DVDs? Even Netflix. Don't send me a Netflix DVD. What are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's like they already did that. They already they already were in that rodeo like a decade ago. Or was that, wait, right? Wasn't that Netflix? You would send the oh. CDs back. Or oh, was yeah. That... Netflix is who started the whole thing. They started right. with the DVDs coming, you yes. know, and then it became whatever it is now. They were mailing it in. I'm pretty sure you still can get DVDs from Netflix, but it's like a secret. They have like a secret side of their business that people are still getting DVDs from. I guess it's a way to reach the uh, the more analog folks of the world. Right. I mean, I've heard the reason screeners get sent out is because they're still, you know, more senior members of the entertainment industry mm. that don't have streaming services and are only watching DVDs. Okay. It made my mind, my mind thought you were going to say, because it's a write-off, an expense. Oh, I'm sure that's also part of it. Now, the last time you and I chatted online, you were having a lot of trouble with Luigi's Mansion. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, I am not finding those elevator buttons. (laughs) I have, it's it's, it's preventing me from re-entering the game. I'm embarrassed. I keep finding the ghost. I'm, I'm like, I mean, what does that even mean? Because I can't tell you. I'm over here like I found some and I have been sucking up ghosts. I've been blowing stuff around, sucking up money. And how do I get to the other floors? I feel like I've cleared them, but maybe there's a big ghost I still haven't beaten. Yeah, I feel like there's a final ghost that that I was never, it was too difficult for me. I finally, I got to the very end. I think it's like an evil woman ghost. Okay. I definitely fought some woman. 
Oh, you did find a woman. I did. She was a ghostly woman. And I'm like, do I just need to keep opening doors until I find her? <laughs> I'm just like, I need to get back in there, but it's hard to stay motivated. It's, I, I, I need an elevator button. I need like a breadcrumb elevator button here. <laughs> and then, you know, when I'm playing um, Mario Odyssey, I think it is. Uh, Mario Odyssey. Um, or no, maybe it's just Super Mario when I'm playing that, you know, which I, I did beat the game, but I'm not going to lie to you. I looked up some YouTube cheats. <laughs> like I needed to figure out, I couldn't figure out where some of the stuff was. And with Luigi's Mansion, I am not finding the cheats easily online. Luigi's Mansion should have a whole guide. It's a, I, I mean, there are a lot of little things you have to find. Yeah. No note. No, like here's where you can find. I mean, there is the um, scientist guy. Right, Dr. Gadzooks or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doctor, wait, dang. What's the place called? Hot Topic, Dr. Hot Topic. Gadzooks. <laughs> you know, jokes are always funnier when you can just riff them right away. Um, but I find that I've been truly brain dead. Like there's, in what I used to be able to go rip it, I would be like, you'd say Dr. Gadzooks. And I'd be like, yeah, Dr. Hot Topic. Not Dr. even a Spencer's. great joke. Thank you. That's actually what I was looking for. <laughs> oh my god that's truly what i'm zoom like, no I, really I think do. it's i think it's the pandemonium and i think it's that i did have a breakthrough case of covid after i was vaccinated in august i'm blaming it on that i don't know i'm not been the same i do feel like all of our brains have slowed down quite a bit i don't i feel like they're not being activated as much yeah i'm over here like saying i'm not very online but then all of a sudden my fingers are opening instagram and it get, it brings me little joy very zero. Little. I'm going to say, yeah, zero to none. Maybe even negative joy. <laughs> well, you've got to follow some nice accounts. I follow a few nice accounts that are just there, like nice photography, this kind of thing, that feel pleasant to look at. The nature ones don't pop up enough. I mean, then of course you're right. There are. I love people falling, and, uh, and that will constantly bring me joy. There are definitely... <laughs> I mean, I'm being replaced as a stand-up comic by memes. I mean, I already was replaced. Memes are everybody's favorite comic. Gifts, People love memes. me. I know. To act, to act as, like, I can't believe some stand-up comics have the nerve to still tour. It's like, <laughs> you're going to try to compete with memes, gifts, TikTok? Please. Give up. You want to, you think people are going to actually, talking for 45 minutes? <laughs> listening to you? I feel like you've been on a, uh, you've been out of town a lot recently doing shows. Is that true? Well, actually, just this past weekend, I'm I've been I'm directing um, Mo Welch and Alana Johnston solo shows. So I went with them to Amphibian Theater in Fort Worth, Texas, and I just you know did a little opening set for them, but it was like ten minutes or something. Okay. Um, and then I'm like, did I go anywhere else before that? Oh. My friend Monica Martin and I, she's a beautiful, well, inside it out, but also I was just going to say beautiful voice musician. And we did a couple little, two, show, two little shows on our way home for the holidays, which we still have not been paid for. And I am so, I have such money, like, may, is this, a, I'm sure this is a universal thing. No one likes being taken advantage of, but it nags at me. Like if I, oh, if things aren't squared away. Same. I'm just like, how could this guy possibly not pay us? I know that feeling very well. Uh, I would let that just eat at me every morning until I died. Yes. And it's not even like, it's, it's, it's really a matter of, I'm in a different place in my life where thankfully, I mean, I have, it's just me to take care of and I'm happy to be working. So it's like, I make my living. I'm very, I'm fine. I don't need the money like I may have needed it uh, several years ago. So it's not like I am like waiting on it to pay rent, which again, that's good. It's the idea of it that you, of course, you're taking advantage of me. We performed a service. Even if I was waiting on $10 once, that's what it's about for me. Of course, it's just the moral point of it. Now, has he been in contact or has he just vanished? Well, she was friends with the guy. So Monica was. So she felt like, oh, he'll pay us, you know. Anyway, I messaged him because she said he asked for your Venmo. I said, here's my Venmo. Nothing. I followed up and I was like, hey, are you going to pay us? This is like kind of what we spent to get there. And then nothing. And then I had to follow up again and say, hey, none of us have been paid yet. 
And then I messaged one of the comics he claimed was his friend. And that's a man, so maybe he'll respond to them. Now, I don't is know. Is there any chance he's died? <laughs> At this point, um, I would accept that as an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still owed money by all kinds of people. There's this terrible corporation that still owes me for work from years ago. Former oh, friends, I'm sure, owe me money. Las Vegas, I gambled $20 there in 2009, which I would definitely <laughs> like back. I'm not a fan of that city. They're not going to see me until I get that money back. I think I'm discounting some of the good times I've had there, but I believe it's because the negative takeover. One time I got all settled into my room. I was doing Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club. And I got all settled in. My mom and my sister came with me because I was like the guinea pig to film a late night set for Kimmel. Uh -huh. And like nobody had ever done it before. They're just going to sh shoot from the studio over to Vegas and be like, let's pop in and see how this goes. Right. My first night at the club ever, one of the earliest comics to be there, I believe. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm going to really eat it hard. And I kind of, in my opinion, did. It wasn't great. But anyway, I get all settled. My mom, I'm going to take my mom and my sister out to dinner. And as I'm walking by, I'm like, that smells strange. As I walk to the phone to call my, to call their room in the same hotel. And then I look down and it's just wine barf in between the beds on the oh. floor. And I'm like, but how could this be? It's not even in the used condom pit area where you don't go, you know, the, between the bed and the wall. It's, it's right oh. there in between the phones. And I'd already, I'd, I'm the person who pre-pandemic, I'm wiping everything down with Lysol wipes, right. like I travel with them. So it's, it's like I already cleaned too. I've cleaned my room. I've settled in. Then I discover the barf. Where did it come from? Someone crawled out from under the bed, threw up, and then disappeared into the hotel? It was there the whole time, Bridger. Oh. And while we went to dinner, they did come up and like spray some stuff on it. And then obviously I just avoided it. They didn't move you out of the room? They did offer, but it was like already a nice big room. Uh, and until I already did all the cleaning and I unset and I settled. Beth, but you're you demand right. a, in that situation, you demand an even bigger room and you demand that they More clean barf. it for you. And <laughs> a hot tub full of vomit. Barf. You've earned it at that point. Come on, <laughs> have some self-respect. This is why you don't like Las Vegas. You don't know how to play the game. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Look, we have to talk about something else. Uh, you've avoided the subject long enough, and I, you know, I've, I have to confront you. Oh, This no. podcast is called I Said No Gifts. I love Beth Stelling. I'll, I'll scream it from the rooftops. I adore everything she does. Up until, you know, last week, I looked at you as kind of a flawless, faultless individual. Wow. And then, you, you know, you had agreed to be on this podcast, and I was very excited. And then I'm suddenly, without warning, confronted with an item. <laughs> um, I open my door and I, I've got something from Beth Stelling. It's, and now I'm looking at something here. It says, for baby. It's a little gift bag that kind of a little... <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't do that. Well, <laughs> that's, I don't know. That feels like a lie to me. I... <laughs> Do you have, is it easier for you to lie over Zoom? <laughs> this, I mean, is not my work. Certainly, I didn't put it okay, in the Okay, well, baby. I'm actually going to need to see a little check of your um, handwriting just to compare. <laughs> well, unfortunately, this little card on here is blank. So nobody can tell who put it in this gift bag. Okay, well, are you going to open it or what? Well, do you want me to? Is that, I is do that your whole you intent? To. Yeah, and I actually don't want you to do it carefully. I'd love it if you just ripped it all open. Well, I'm going to... Yes! Tissue here. <laughs> Violent tissue ripping. Okay, I'm so excited. Okay, I know you I'm said opening. no gifts, but I couldn't help it. You deserve it. Okay, there's another bag. <laughs> it's a hat on a hat. What is this? Okay. What are you reading? What do those say? This, this initially, I, I initially thought 
This is some sort of traction. This is some sort of neck brace. <laughs> but this looks to be a pillow you're, version. You're not wrong about the two words neck brace. What, is this a... It is a neck brace pillow. Okay, so, you this? know, we, you did mention I was on the road, which I am I am getting back on the road. Again, you were, you're right. I just haven't toured in two years. So when you were like, right. you seem to be on the road, I realized over the last two years, because I was being the extra careful comic, but I was also being the comic that like loved that I had an excuse not to go out. Right. You know, right. so it's kind of like when you don't want to get married and back in the day and you'd be like, well, I'm going to wait to get married until everyone can. But you never really wanted to get married. <laughs> exactly. So I'm sort of like, I'll get back on tour when it's safe. So, um, but I never wanted to tour again. But anywho, point being, <laughs> right. I do tour and I have some things I take with me. We've mentioned the Lysol wipes and I can sleep on a plane. It's Pavlovian for me, but I do need the proper tools. Okay. Now, this was shown to me by Emily Gordon, who is oh, another writer. Right, right. Uh, so she did turn me on to it, and I ordered it, and it is perfect. You, and the, again, even pre-pandemic, I have a photo of me after the weekend after the world's shut down um, in my turtle, and I have, I also wear an eye mask on the plane. I was already covering all my holes and orifices before <laughs> the pandemic started on a plane. And if someone, you know, uses their butt voice on the plane then that also will protect you because it covers, you can put it pretty much over your nose and mouth, but it goes <laughs> around your neck and all you have to do is wrap it around. It's Velcro and you're going to sleep like this. Should I put it on now? Yeah. I mean, I would give it a whirl if I were you. And it's going to be something that you might use just on your couch. <laughs> it's a soft fleece. I'm going to wear this to watch TV. Yeah, you could do that. But we don't want you to lose all your neck muscles. We still want you Suddenly to... my neck is just... <laughs> Pencil, <laughs> but I'm sleeping better than ever. It's so comfy. Oh, okay, I, and in fact, you know I'm a neat freak. Like I'm a little germaphobe, and so you can also take out the inner brace. It ends up. I always remember because it looks like the legs of a dog or something. And to put it back in, I have to remember how it climbs in in there. But so yeah, you're doing great so far. That jaw is jaw or shoulder. Place jaw or shoulder. <laughs> options. It's nice that I have options. <laughs> So okay. I imagine I take this off. Well, I yeah, I don't want you to block your microphone with this one, but you'll well, figure it out. Well, the listener can do. Oh, I yeah. think you can go around under it here. I may become muted for a moment, and that's fine. Okay, so this is okay. Okay, so it's so like now place it on your shoulder. I say, but see, if we weren't on Zoom right now, you would be kind of cradling me like a boyfriend, putting it on. Yes, absolutely. Should I get mine? Uh, get you. yours and demonstrate okay, for me okay. because it is a little more confusing than Okay, I, I know. It does get confusing. Like I said, let's just let me grab it real quick. I'll be right back. It's a uh, listener. While she's going away, I'll describe this. It's kind of like a, a hard brace with a tail that's almost like a scarf kind of tailing down, almost like a tadpole. And then it's, it has stickers all over it telling you where your body's supposed to be. Right. Okay, Beth okay. is back and she's brought I'm back. Her. I can hear you again device with okay her. okay so here's my turtle yours is either a darker is it black or gray that's a, yeah mine's kind of a charcoal mine's looks the same on the camera but it looks lighter okay so you open it up so here you've got it figured out okay but got that. this but actually you're gonna want to turn it like this okay turn okay, it so sideways yeah horizontal. and then like this so i put it like this oh okay, okay. and then you're gonna wrap it around and stick or you know you can go the other way too obviously okay and you can get it real tight or not tight whatever you need go ahead and just lean oh, oh my that feels God. fantastic enjoy your flight on a flight my head is just completely forward which leads to those dreams where you're falling and then waking up in, in a jolt not anymore this is beautiful it's like a um it feels a little bit like a little cocoon oh my god I'm just Honestly, and that's could... just the right amount of pressure. I might wear this to bed. Yeah, I know. It might help you sleep better. I, I just got a new sleep mask, which is one of those ones that uh, is not, it doesn't lie flat. It's a, almost like two little, it's almost like a miniature bra that you put over your eyes. Does that make <sighs> any sense? I think I have one, yeah, like that. And I'm learning, like, I'm adjusting to that because I have heard those flat ones can lead to eye infections. Ew. Got pink eye, things like that. Oh I don't want to scare you. Oh my gosh. I never, but... okay. I also use the kind that like have almost little 
like you're saying, a bra that goes over so they're not touching. But right. it does close off all... Kind of little cups that go over your yeah. eyes. Yeah. And that is the way to do it. You're right. Probably better for, I don't know, like you're saying, pink eye for sure, but also anti-aging or something. I've not been using a sleep mask lately in my own bed, which is not like me. I think I need to find it. It's got to be somewhere in there. It's nice to have total darkness. I did get a new, like, Lunya pajamas are really nice. They had sent what me are some those? Well, they sent me some cool, they're like these silk pajamas, high-waisted with pockets. Oh, I love the sound of yeah. this. Pant and top button down. And then they also sent me a mask. And it has like basically triangle here. But silk still, pillow soft. But but it does go right on your eyes. So it's kind of like. Okay. And it's called Lunya? L-U-N-Y-A. I love their pajamas. Okay. I've got to look. Do they sell men's pajamas? I'm almost positive. I mean, I could get into a pair of ladies. Yeah, you could absolutely. They probably fit you better than me. I got a honking butt, which I love. I wouldn't mind a nightgown now that we're on the subject of it. You would look great in a nightgown. Maybe I should look into a nightgown. That could be my next. Yeah, they're not going to, they're not over here telling you you can't buy this is all I'm saying. And now do your pajamas have some sort of design on them or are they just a tasteful color? These, I have a ton, but you know, another um, another one I like is Eberjay. They use that soft, uh, what's it called? I forget. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but remember I'm brain dead. God, not bamboo. So yeah, anyway, Lunas are silk navy. Then I get, I have some Eberjay pajamas. I've got those in like, again, button down in pants or shorts. I love their shorts. And they Do you wear a pajama short? I, I have all kinds of sleep outfits. You have just a closet dedicated to pajamas? A full drawer of pajamas only. <laughs> I'll wear a, um, just a slip with no support. Right. For the, you know, the boobs. Um, and I'll also wear a uh, cami sort of thing that is, what are those called? A baby doll type one that does oh, support your boobs. Kind of like a... Uh... It's tight here and then goes out. Kind of what you see, like a Betty Draper on Mad Men. Yeah, wearing. potentially like that, but it's soft. Yeah, it's all about comfort. I have right. a few, of course, like you know, sexy things for a partner, but I'm not like huge on that. I don't know. You've got a little bit of something for every occasion. Everybody, I got a little something <laughs> everybody. for everybody. Maybe it's oh, I know what I was looking for. The word modal, M O D A L. That's what I was looking for. Am I going to be okay? I mean, I don't isn't think it, you are. it's my, it's my I'm watching job. You just absolutely deteriorate over Zoom. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. I like I I don't know if it's because two years have passed and I'm just two years older, or if two years have passed and nothing has new has come into my brain. Maybe that's or is it a combo it? of both? Combo potentially. I am having such. Were you a hard able to read? Remember. Remember, to read? Sorry, well, I want to. I want you to finish your sentence. I interrupted because I, I that don't would even know what. I don't even know what I was saying. I think you were saying you have, were having a hard time remembering. No, I, I'm having a very difficult time remembering anything. Recalling, <laughs> I mean, I always had a hard time, like, if somebody said, uh, like, just basically with actors' names. And okay. Considering yeah. I work in the entertainment business, cannot recall even a favorite actor's name most of the time. But now, that's my whole my whole world. But what were you saying? I was... Yes, anding you, and adding a curiosity of whether you've been able to read a book in all of this. Because I've, read I've a lot certainly of books. purchased them. Okay, <laughs> but you haven't been able to read. <sighs> I mean, I have some. I read one book, and I'd love to tell you the name of it, but I just absolutely cannot remember. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's a, and I enjoyed it too. I'm fully in that boat because I will read on my e-reader. And so I'm not looking, you know, with a traditional book, every time you open it, you see the title, you see the author's name. Mm-hmm. Now with like a Kindle or whatever, you don't see, you see those things at the beginning and then never again. So That's I true. frequently won't remember the name, of, the name of a book I'm reading. I did, I, this one was tough for me um, in the sense that I also had it on tape. Sand Talk, what is yeah, this? Yeah, by Tyson Yankaporta. This is actually a book with my, with the writer's room that we were reading like as a side thing. Oh. It's uh he's an indigenous man from Australia and it says how indigenous thinking can save the world. 
And there's a lot of things in here I genuinely love. Again, I am not done with it. One of the greatest takeaways, and I'm going to summarize it and probably botch it, is just the idea that in indigenous culture, and again, let's not take me as a reliable dictionary source here, but <laughs> one of the general ideas I took away from it was the idea that if you do um, commit a crime or transgression, their culture promotes accountability in the sense that you will be punished, but once you've served your time or f fulfilled the punishment, you're actually celebrated and welcomed back into the community. As you should be. And that's what our society is 100% abs absolutely missing because we're just deny, 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 which equals no accountability because no one wants to pay the price because the price is so terrible. In addition to time or, well, technically it's typically no time at all, but public shame. And then never Absolutely. allowed back. Never. There's no rehabilitation or reconciliation. Oh, that's a lovely thought. Oh, I wish we could somehow, as a group, get together and pull it together. Yeah. Because yeah. what's currently happening is certainly not working. Mm -mm. I've got, I'm, I'm taking this thing off. I'm, I okay, like but I, it looked great. It feels incredible. It is more fashion. I mean, it's fashion and function. I mean, let's be honest. Um, what other sort of books, uh, what sort of books do you normally read? What's your bag? Um, the one I was really enjoying was short stories from, uh, and again, would love to tell you what the book's called. Um, <laughs> short stories. Been loving those. I do love poetry. Um, I love an autobiography. Just oh, love yeah. Good autobiographies, fascinating details, and just you get to fill your brain with new information. Mm -hmm. so, do you have a favorite autobiography? I really loved, I mean, Carol Burnett's One More Time st stands out as one oh, of the I older ones that. I loved. Yeah, I, I read it years ago, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Tina Fey's I Remember Making Me Laugh Out Loud, Boston oh, Pants. Yeah, very funny. I'm reading Cecily Tyson's right now. And again, I've, like I told you in the pandemic, I'll start. But her life so far from what I've read, um, you know, the fascinating part is almost sort of like these signs and callings, uh, sort of indicators from the universe that she was sort of particularly special. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> I know that sounds like vague and weird, but you'll see if you read it. Now, see, what you've just done is something I can't do, which is, recall any information from any book I've ever read. I will finish a book <laughs> and 30 seconds later cannot tell you what it was about or what I learned. That makes me feel better, quite honestly. My retention is very low. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... I know it doesn't matter. I'm just going to find that book for you later. I don't know why it's bothering me. So you're... But you're sleeping on planes. You're, you've set yourself up to just be able to sleep. Absolutely. Have you ever had trouble sleeping or a trouble plane situation at all? Only time I can recall is this past weekend. And it's because I flew with Atlanta Johnson and Mo Welch, who I love, two, two comedians that I'm directing their show. And um, we flew in a row, which that I'm down for. Love that. All next to each other. But we were in the, you know, area that is just cramped. Oh. Yeah. So it's cramped and I'm very tall. And so my legs are jammed. And... This is the real kicker. First time in decades I forgot my turtle, the gift oh, that I sent you. And the irony is that I sent it to you probably right as I was about to board the flight. I know. You should have remembered. It's terrible. So that's actually the worst experience I've had recently on a plane because I didn't have my turtle. If I had the turtle, I would have been out like a light, but I was uncomfortable. Do you take any sort of sleep aid or anything? No. I've been flying for 30 years. So I'm, it's Pavlovian. I'm, is that the right, I think I'm using yeah, that correctly. Sure. You've, yeah, sure. You've been trained to fall asleep. It's like, you're... yeah, I get on and I fall asleep. The one time I did use a sleep aid, Dramamine, was more for motion sickness. And I accidentally didn't think it through and took one for a flight from LA to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> 40 minutes. <laughs> I was walking off that plane as if I had a 40 pound necklace on. I was supposed to go to a meeting directly, and I called him. I said, it's not looking good. I took a Dramamine. Or some people are going to call it Dramamine. You tell me. Yeah, what do you... I guess I would say Dramamine. But we mm. both say pajamas. Mm-hmm. Which so, is I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if I hit you with the pajamas someday. The 
pajamas, pajamas, Halloween, Halloween. The A, we, it's a tricky vowel that I, I can never really land on. Yeah. Halloween. Yeah, I'm Halloween. You Halloween. You're from Ohio, is that right? Yeah. I feel like that that pronunciation is very Midwest. Halloween. What are you doing for Halloween? <gasps> I'm seem to be a flip flopper. Uh, I'm a complete flip flopper. I'll say, well, this is an A, but uh, Call envelope me John or Carey. envelope that's interchangeable for me. Um, do you have any envelopes? Um, I'll take an envelope. <laughs> I really can do both. I'm shocking myself over here. So natural. <laughs> Like what I'm talking read. to two different people. <laughs> um, sometimes I just say things like, for example, my grandma would say trash or something. Wait, what is she saying? Trash instead of trash. Wow, I've never heard that pronunciation Put it in the of trash. In the trash? <laughs> that gives it kind of a daintiness, kind of a, it feels a little more fragile. Put it in trash. the trash. <laughs> and, and then, of course, my dad's just more weird, so like garbage or something like that. He's just being silly. Right. But um, I'm over here thinking, like, how do I really say it? I mean, I say trash. Or sometimes I'll say warder. Again, just like my grandma or something. To You'll say warder? Warder. But I'm doing it on purpose. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, if I'm at a meal, I'll say, like, uh, tap water or something. I'm like, yeah. Or if it's a flight attendant, I'll say tap water from the bathroom, please. And then she says, I'm not legally allowed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to go in there and push the strange little faucet button that is barely functioning and fill a glass with bathroom tap water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ew, you would get so sick. Speaking of pink eye. (laughs) Not good. Yeah, I feel like there are some pronunciations from Utah that I just can't stand for. I don't even know if they're Utah-specific, but things like crick for creek. Mm-hmm. I like that. You like I crick? Like, yeah, don't, I like crick. It's just funny. Well, of course it's funny, but it's, I don't think it's appropriate. Yeah, um, you're walking along the crick. What was the other one? Roof. Uh, roof. Up on the That's roof. It's a hard one for me to get behind. Up on the rooftop, click, click, click. Root beer. I like root beer better. I, I like a nice root. I like, I, it's more fun to say. Yeah. It's more playful sounding. Well, we moved to Utah and lay down our roots. <laughs> I can't deal with that. It doesn't work for me. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to shame anyone. If, if you're a... <laughs> A root beer drinker or a <laughs> roof, roof repairer? Is yeah. What, I don't know. A roofer, I guess. Oh, oh yeah, a roofer. Okay, well, I'm, I'm now prepared to sleep a little bit more appropriately on a plane. I, uh, I don't know. I dread being on a plane for more than 30 minutes. Have you avoided traveling? Or I think, obviously, we've been through a lot um, with the pandemonium, like I was very, you know, I, like I mentioned before, I was definitely not touring, you know, I wasn't getting on a plane that was scary. So the first time back on, um, was after I was vaccinated and, you know, you kind of had that surge there where we all kind of thought it would be okay. Uh You know, so I'm fully vaccinated and I'm going to get on a plane. I went to Glacier National Park with some girlfriends. So that was like my first one. I think that was maybe five months ago. So that first flight back, it felt like, should I be doing this? It felt like uh, I was disobeying somebody. Same. Like I was like I had jumped over a fence into my neighbor's yard or something. <laughs> so you were also kind of, pro- you were probably a little more cautious than even me. I no, I was uh, I was cautious enough. I waited until I was vaccinated, and then I went home to Utah in like April or May, mm-hmm. and it did feel a little taboo. That is what, like, also what I I went to see my mom in May. Yeah. And then I went again during Christmas, and then it just felt dangerous again. Yeah, that was a that was strange, right? To think, mm-hmm. okay, well, this year we're gonna have a little more normal. We're talking about this Christmas, right? Yeah, that was yes. the first Christmas uh, back two months ago, or yes. month ago, or whatever. And I didn't see anybody really, except for family, because of the new feeling of danger again. Yes, this new surge, and it was also like back to the first flight after vaccination was. It felt a little dangerous, but it was also, I was so excited to be on a plane and to have that option. 
And then this Christmas one, I was like, oh yeah, this is the worst. I despise this form of travel. It took me essentially as long to fly to Utah as it would have to drive because of all of the delays. Uh, ate a breakfast burrito in an airport. It was just every horrible thing that could have possibly happened did. And I'm, I'm uh, against it again. Yeah. Because not for me. are you feeling like you need to travel at all, really? Because I would like here to see working. something that's that's yeah. not Los Angeles or Salt Lake. That would be nice. Yeah. But who knows when that'll happen? I know. I feel like I've been waiting on a vacation for two years. Yeah. But the truth is, like I mentioned, I did go to Glacier National Park. And that and really was a vacation. Before? Never been. And my friend had a, her family had a home there for many years. And so we got to stay there. And it was oh. gorgeous. Uh, went dog sledding for the first time. You went dog sledding? Yeah, never done such a thing. And, you know, there because I think, too, I was such a little animal lover as a kid. I wanted to be a veterinarian. That type of thing actually would make me think, oh, no, we're hurting them. Right. You know, I don't know dog sledding. But being there and stuff, I don't know. They seem to just absolutely love it. They all bark oh. like crazy to get chosen oh, to go, oh, to go so on the cute. ride. <laughs> and while we were there... Uh, a little baby was born, and the owner was carrying the pup around in his pocket named Stitch. And my friend Katie, who was with us, just went back because she moved there after we went there because she loved it so much. She's hooked. Yeah. She went back for, for more to the dog place and shot us a picture of Stitch all grown up. Oh, that's so sweet. Wait, I know. So walk me through this dog sledding thing. This is fascinating. Do you just have – are you the only person on the sled? So you are, I was with my friend Nora and usually the bigger, stronger person goes in the back. So I was like the daddy in the back and she was, you know, like a, like kind of similar. Well, I guess in a sled, you might go crisscross with your legs. Anyway, I'm like behind her like this. My legs are in a V and then she sits in my crunch and lays okay. back and they zip you up basically. And like the kind of sled and then the guy is behind you, standing on the back of the sled. Oh, my God. And he does have... Like a little baby. I'm like, does he have reins to pull on? He must, right? Yeah, I feel like maybe he does. Um, but they listened to him, and his voice was just so deep and gravelly. And he, oh, like, sounds beautiful. he rewards them with, um, you know, bad boy. <laughs> You're a good dog boy. Like that. <laughs> And they don't, I will say that one of the more shocking moments was the dogs go to the bathroom even while they're running. Oh, so, of course. I've never thought about this. Yeah. So and, you know, a horse has just... a poop catcher behind it. But these dogs, it's like, Ugh! it's going right in your face. Just cold wind and what? just just airborne diarrhea. And, are, and your arms are trapped? Yeah, you're pretty much trapped, yeah. So what are you doing to protect your face? Thankfully, Nora was in front of me, so I just kind of hid in her Pantene Pro-V smell. But yeah, <laughs> and it's not like, of course, flying in your face, like a These blender. These are sick dogs. No, but they are like, they have, they're like, the front legs are running, and then the back ones are going like, <laughs> like, because they're still running. So they're like, side, 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 doing a little dance while they go. And how many dogs are there? I think about eight. Whoa. So there were just eight dogs running and shitting while you're kind mm -hmm. of trapped as a I think a we only audience. had two shits. Okay. I mean, that's too, too many. Yeah, two, two shits in the wind. I agree. <laughs> and one of them was bloody. And of course, the guy oh was like, Oh my God, what? Oh, yeah, she, she's been having some, some problems. And I was like, Oh my Lord. Oh yeah, she's eating some of that raw meat and not sitting well with her. <laughs> I was like, Okay. I'm glad I'm the big travel? girl. Um, I think it, I, I'm going to get this part wrong. It was like a figure eight sort of thing around their property, but like, you know, miles. massive. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say maybe it's a two mile ring or something. Yeah, like okay. it was long enough, but by the end you were pretty much ready to be done. Right you know, have you ever been, on you. yeah. Have you ever been horseback riding? Um, I went once in, I want to say fourth grade. Okay. I had a wonderful time. <laughs> Uh, I've been twice as an adult out here. Out just in Los Angeles. Yeah, I just decided to do it because I, I, you know, I never did it. As right, a kid. I did it once at a birthday party in like third grade or something. Mm -hmm. But similarly, like once you're done, like you've kind of reached your cap and you kind of want to get off and get back right. to land. So I mean, it's like it's a movement tiring. thing that you're like, okay, 
I'm done. done being jolted. I really, yeah, I kind of want to show you a pic, but. Where were you riding horses in Los Angeles? Um, Malibu Riders. No, I, I do recommend it. There's okay. really no training. You just hop on. I went with the Tiffany and Danielle Putterball. We made it a habit. This is the, it would have been year three if we went. So I'm, we're due for a ride because this will be okay. year three around the new year that we've gone. But last time they got a little crazy. We did a new trail and we kind of lost control. They like kind of broke away and it, we all thought we were going to die. We were like <laughs> on the edge of a, of a trail in the mountains of Malibu. And <laughs> the, I look back and they're like petite little women, especially Tiffany. It looked like a Muppet on the back of a horse, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, and we were just like, I, I, I kind of felt like I was going to fall off the side of the mountain. And then afterwards, of course, terrifying. once I survived, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> once I knew I wasn't going to die. I've heard they give like, uh, you can get on a horse and they'll like give you a tour of the old set from MASH or something. That feels like a decent Los Angeles experience. I might be making that up too. All right. Okay. I think we're going to play a game. Oh. We're going to play a game called, let's play Gift Master. So I need a number between one and 10 from you. I'm going to go nine. Okay. I have to do some calculating. I have to get the game pieces. So... While I do that, you can recommend something. You can promote something. You have the mic. I'll be right back. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I'm obviously going to promote that you all watch my stand-up special. It's called Girl Daddy, and it's on HBO Max. I also have a half hour on Netflix, The Stand-Ups, Season 1, Episode 5. I think that's all the things that I would like you to watch. The other stuff is pure garbage. And all the comics lately have been so happy. Or like they've been up in arms like, they took our albums off Spotify and iTunes or something. And I'm over here like, thank God. I hated those. So yeah. And I also just got this for Christmas. I haven't opened it yet. As you know, I was talking about Sand Talk earlier. That's a good read. And I just got Toronto Burke's new book, Unbound. Those are good recommendations. Yeah. Okay, this is how Gift Master works. I'm going to name three gifts, three items you can give away. Then I'm going to name three celebrities. And you're going to tell me which celebrity you'll give which gift and why. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. The three gifts you'll be giving are, number one, this is an experience gift. This is a fall from grace. <laughs> so the person will have a complete fall from grace. Okay. Number two is over $500 in valuable coupons. So that's just, those could be to any retailer, uh, you know, discounts on various goods and services. And number three, this is a, this is a decent gift. I mean, it's a piece of real estate. It's a condo in Houston. Mm. Okay. So those, you'll be giving those to the following people. Let's scroll through the Google doc that grows with each passing day. Let's see here. Okay. The celebrities are none other than Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Then we've got Julie Chen Moonves, who is kind of hosting Big Brother. And finally, Joel Osteen. Okay, well, arguably Joel Osteen has fallen from grace several times. I'll give him <laughs> one more fall from grace just in hope that he clinks down to hell. What's <laughs> A permanent happening? fall from grace. Yeah, this man. I, after I after I bring up sand talk and how people should be able to reenter society after paying for their <laughs> transgressions. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that is like a new level of righteous gemstones. Like, um, what was that Steve Martin movie about? Um, you know what I'm saying? Oh, not living on a prayer. Faith something. I never saw that movie. It was like one of my favorite movies as a kid, and I would be interested in rewatching it now. Does he play like a pastor? He does. Um, a bit of a, a bit of a crooked one. I think it's called Leap of Faith, a 1992 film. And I just I've never heard of this. Well, I loved it. So, and I think <laughs> I'm right. It, it's ringing a bell. I'm sure that's correct. Anywho, so I'm gonna give Joel. I'm gonna give Joel that fault from grace because i don't think julie deserves it i don't watch big brother but it doesn't <laughs> feel like she deserves it and j-lo's I, I feel like would be so messy i feel like we find out all kinds of stuff we do not want to know right we need to keep j-lo exactly what we think she is yeah and give her the condo in houston 
you know? Why? Well, in case they have another one of those freeze overs, then she'll say, I'm going to take care of the community and give everybody heaters and stuff. <laughs> she has the money. She could use that as her HQ. Yeah. And then maybe that will bring a head-to-head with Ted Cruz and J-Lo. Oh, I would love... And I'd love to see them face off. For her to just crush Ted Cruz. Exactly. Absolutely stamp him out. And then Julie is going to get those valued, $500 value of coupons. Just because I feel like Big Brother does not have good craft services. And she's going (laughs) to need a snack from Williams-Sonoma or... (laughs) What's another place... Gosh, see, I'm brain dead. Where would she you could, send people? Remember the New York? Oh, Dolce, not Dolce and Gabbana. Uh, I know what you're talking. I can, I can Deluca. see. Deluca. Dean and Deluca. Thank you so called? much. I mean. We got it there. We I think if, yeah, I'm going to start um, doing writing interviews again, like for a new writing job and be like, I'm actually um, a team with Bridger <laughs> Weingar. I don't know if you know him and he doesn't know it, but I do need him to finish my sentences because... It's a guessing game, really. <laughs> I'm going to pitch good stuff, but it's going to come out of his mouth. I'm just going to need to crutch. Slight <laughs> memory crutch. I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Let's work as a team as our brains just absolutely turn to mush. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that was excellently played. I can see Julie with a big coupon book in her purse, <laughs> yeah. just whipping that thing out to save like 50 cents off a candy bar or you know, getting a little discount on some detergent or something. <laughs> Wonderfully played. And Joel Osteen, let's, let's you know, zero in on a, a fall from grace that works for him. It's time. <laughs> I feel like the most recent one is they found all this money in his, behind the toilet in his church or something. And it was like, what's happening in this man's life? I know. I'm like, is Righteous Jump Jones should, should probably just pull from the news around I mean, his life. should. Okay, it's time for the final segment of the podcast. This is called I Said No Emails. People write in to I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. <laughs> they have issues. They've got problems. I mean, it's a little embarrassing at this point that so many of my listeners have so many issues and things that they can't just deal with on their own. But I do, I do what I can. So would you help me answer a question? I would love to. Okay, let's read this. It says... Dear Bridger and guest, I have a friend who I think you would find to be incredibly infuriating. She dog sits my dog for free, drives me to and from LAX, although I frequently protest, will not let me pay for her food when we go out. She even sometimes sneakily pays the bill when I'm in the restroom and does a whole host of other two-kind activities. I have no idea how to repay her. I frequently send her gifts, for example, supermarket sweeps, sweatshirts, flowers, Fancy candles and soaps and chocolates, you get the gist, to repay her. But she continues to be thoughtful, and I constantly feel indebted to her. Do I keep getting her gifts? Do I get her one big gift to really reset my friend guilt? What do I do? And uh, if, uh, if yes to gifts, she enjoys the housewives, hiking, going to the beach, her hometown of Philadelphia, and anything comfy or cozy. Thank you for your help, Sam. Sam, first off, I just... This is a... Uh, whatever's happening in this relationship, she has you trapped, you have her trapped, kill her. That's the first thought. But if we don't want this to end in murder... Marry that person. Marry. I I mean, you guys are dating. I don't know if you know this, but you are officially a couple. That (laughs) is crazy. I want a... Send Sam my way. Red Rover, Red Rover. Said, send, oh wait, no, not Sam. We didn't get that person's name, did we? It is Sam. Oh, the other person is. Yeah. I assume the other person is named. Patty. Patty. (laughs) Thank you. Send Patty right over. Uh, Just the fact that Patty is driving Sam to LAX is above and beyond. Yes. Even what a partner can provide. Has has Sam asked if they're trying to fuck? I mean, (laughs) is this the long game? What is this? Patty just, is just kind of sad and waiting for this to become a relationship. And meanwhile, Sam is dropping off supermarket sweep sweatshirts. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, that wasn't even listed in one of their likes. So <laughs> was that just from your screener gift package? <laughs> I would love to get a screener for supermarkets. I would too. 
<laughs> a tiny little a tiny little grocery cart that you can maybe keep oh. on your desk and put, I don't know, um, Roseanne's koosh balls or or some pens, <laughs> erasers, maybe some lens spray. Roseanne's koosh balls. Oh god damn Talking it! What's her Rosie? name? <laughs> oh yeah, Roseanne. I would love for Roseanne to co-opt the koosh thing. Okay, let this podcast stand on the record as the early onset stages for me of <laughs> brain degradation. It was the first real sign that Beth was going away. I know. And honestly, I am a little scared because that these types of things, it's like our job. Oh, of course. My brain isn't operating and it's my only kind Bang? of skill yeah well, so i don't have do I anything do? else to offer anyone i sure don't but look sam let's see so the problem is sam is clearly taking advantage of patty i mean <laughs> get getting the rides to the airport obviously going to the restroom when the bill comes and waiting there until it gets paid <laughs> we know that's exactly what's going on there and then just and then a whole host of other two kind activities. I don't even know what that means. Is she cleaning your house? That I mean, sounds right. Car wash, car detailing, walking the dog. <laughs> this is wild. Uh, and so she's and then she's kind of giving her candles, which we all know is kind of just a universally generic gift. And meanwhile, she does know her interests. She knows everything that makes patty tick and she's withholding well sam looks like you need to send some lunia and abergé pajamas to patty <laughs> yes. not sponsored a wedding ring yeah and that's our answer uh ask patty if she wants to adopt a kid i don't know get this family started yes and send pics <laughs> or a new car Maybe a new car. A new car. That's not a bad idea. You're in it enough already, Sam. Oh, right. You've, I mean, you've put so many miles uh, on this car going to LAX. Mm -hmm. Poor Patty. I, my heart's breaking for Patty. <laughs> Me too. I really need to know. But also, grow a spine, Patty. You know? <laughs> this is, you're, you sound kind of, you know, needy, and you're, you've got to stand up for yourself and say, I love you, Sam. Mm-hmm. Well, we answered the question perfectly. I mean, <laughs> God bless both of us. If it weren't for us, Sam and Patty would continue this kind of toxic thing they've got going for years and then, <laughs> you know, die without ever telling the other one how they felt. And what a shame that would be. Truly. Beth, what a wonderful time I've had with you here. And now I've got this, this sleep aid for... Flights. I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to revolutionize the way I travel. I'm so excited for you. And you'll have to update me on the next flight, how it goes. And don't oh, forget it. <laughs> don't forget the turtle or to update me. I'm going to take my Luigi's Mansion. I'll play a little bit of that. Find some <laughs> elevator buttons. And then I, I fall into a deep slumber and continue to dream about Luigi. Who knows? <laughs> I love your voice. Oh, God bless you. Well, thank you so much for being here. And uh, I do, I really do wish you all of the luck in the world with Luigi's Mansion. I want you to climb the mount, that mountain. I'm going to try. I'm going to get back in there. <laughs> Beth, thank you. And listener, we've, as usual, come to the end of the podcast. And I'm trying to train you in a way that you kind of during while listening and being engaged in the podcast, also think about what the rest of your day looks like. So I don't, I'm not throwing you off a cliff at the end here. So hopefully you're getting better at that. And now you're ready to go, you know, I don't know. What do people do anymore? Go on a mm. walk. Yeah. Uh, give a friend a ride to the airport. <laughs> go pick up Sam, Patty, and, <laughs> you know, Take her. You've got that 45 to an hour minute to an hour long drive to the airport. Use that time to talk to Sam. And let her know how you feel. And hopefully Sam doesn't have some uh, terrible gift. Hopefully she doesn't hand you a candle at the end uh, as she gets off on her luxury vacation with... Or I assume she's alone. Sam, I don't know. <laughs> Look, it's the end of the podcast. Take care of yourself. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. 
I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 